And welcome to the AFC Donscast podcast from the Inverness Reds. This is podcast number nine for this season on Tuesday, the 30th of August. Let's get into it. Oh, yes. Welcome to the podcast. on the podcast this week, Graham, I hear you say, well, TV's Ryland makes an appearance speaking to Anthony Stewart, Liam McGarry on the 2011's MVC Top D Tournament in the Netherlands, Gavin Beath previews Aberdeen women's match against Glasgow City, plus all the usual news and supporters news, and you're not too far away from hearing the post-match reaction from the Livingston match on Saturday, and that is exactly where we start, and it was a game of two halves, with Livingston pushing the Dons in the first half with Stefan Omionga and Joel Nubli causing us all sorts of trouble but a foolish mistake by Shamal George after he played a slack goal kick to Fitzwater who took down Bezwin in the box and it was subsequently sent off. Boyan Majowski scored from the spot to give us the lead going into the second half. We then went on a scoring route putting three into goal in five minutes. Ross McCrory got the second, Bezwin got our third from our second penalty after a foul on Duke and Majowski got his second of the day and the Dons fourth and Ryan Duncan got our fifth to score his first Aberdeen goal. In the end it was a comfortable victory for the Dons but the start yet again was far from convincing but we'll take the three points as the Dons move up to fourth in the Scottish Premiership. Hello from Pataudry. I think we can safely say it's been a good day here in the northeast sunshine. And don't think it's a scoreline we would have been uh, predicting after half an hour of the game, the way things were going. But how things can change, of course, 5-0 Aberdeen against Livingston. And Thomas Journey was here to, to watch it with me. That was uh, enjoyable viewing, Thomas. It was really enjoyable afternoon. But as you said, the first 30 minutes was a slow start again from, from Aberdeen. But uh, managed to turn it around and... The second half performance was fantastic and, and well deserved. Uh, and the, se- and the scenes at the end tell tell a story of celebration and satisfaction and the fact that Aberdeen have given their goal difference a good old boost. Uh, scoring late on at the end of the first half uh, with the, the penalty from uh, Boya Miowski, uh, the red card for Jack Fitzwater. And uh, well, it was it was one-way traffic. Second half, it was five 0 It could have been anything. Any more, and it's not every week that you win by five goals. So you need to savor the moments, and you can see the players really enjoyed uh, the game and uh, and uh, the moments after it. Uh, yeah, very special afternoon uh, at Pitodri. Uh, there was a bit of resilience shown in the first thirty minutes. You go through it uh, without a scratch, and then very important moment when uh, when he kind of. It was almost a bit of an instinct to go and press, kind uh, of went press on his own and managed to force uh, Fitzwater into a mistake which led to a penalty kick and red card which uh, ultimately changed the game and Aberdeen uh, were able to take a full advantage in the second half. And I think that's what Jim Goodwin wants in a game like that, isn't it? To be ruthless. When you get the opportunity to steamroller a team, do it, go for it. It happened against St Mirren, 4-1, happened today 5-0. You have to be. You have to be. It's a tough league. Every team... Uh, you know, uh, it's strong. There's no no easy game. So if you have opportunity to make the game a little bit easier for yourself and score a few goals, you have to do it. Um, 
as you know, Livingston very determined team. If the game was still at nil, uh, one nil, maybe you know after 80 minutes uh, they will be still uh, doing their best to, to make a point. And um, but uh, you know the boys uh, managed to put the game into bed early in the second half and. As we said, uh, end up being a very enjoyable afternoon. Anthony Stewart's got a big smile on his face. It would have been even a wider grin had he scored, and he did have a couple of chances. Yeah, three good and, it, headers, and it was difficult. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a game in which it's kind of, kind of difficult to pick out a, a top performer really because there were so many good performers, and, and, and it is, it's always a team effort anyway. That's what it's all about. It was. It was uh, one thing. Obviously, uh, it was uh, on number ten, uh, Vicente Basawa, yeah, because he had uh, obviously changed the game. Uh, I went in the penalty, but also his performance in the first 15 minutes of the second half, and he made a number of runs behind uh, the defence and, and unsettled Livingston, um, help uh, them to score the, the further goals. And so, if there was a one candidate for the man of the match, in my opinion, it would be him. So we're lapping up those pictures at the end of the match and onwards from here to Annan on Tuesday night of course uh, the League Cup looking for a place in the quarterfinals and then Dingwall against Ross County and, and when you do get a couple of good results like that back to back you start to think well Tuesday night hopefully quarterfinals of uh, a Scottish mm-hmm. Cup competition the League Cup um, maybe another three points in Dingwall next weekend and, and suddenly you're, you're on a strong run of form yeah, strong that's what you talk about uh, building the momentum also the, the, the Cup competition has always been important up here in Aberdeen uh, it's always something fans expect uh, to have a good run in the Cup getting the games played at Hamden Park which they didn't travel in the big big numbers so it's a fantastic opportunity for the team to get into the quarterfinals and and push on and, and you know the, the fans deserve another day at Hamden or two um, and uh, the team is in a position to, to deliver that Plenty to be positive about um, three points five goals clean sheet uh, third place in the Premiership on goal difference from Thomas and from me bye for now that's Rob McLean and Thomas Kearney there. The manager gave his reaction following the game on Saturday. Jim, there were obvious parallels with what happened against St Mirren. Players sent off uh, and Aberdeen are ruthless. Um, four goals against St Mirren, five today. And, and it could have been more. It was some performance. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I know people will obviously talk about the fact that Livingston go down to 10 men and there's no doubt in the fact that that does make it easier for us. But, you know, I have to... I don't want to take anything away from the players because... As I said after the St Mirren game, you know I've been involved in games where teams without the ten men, and it can be very, very difficult to break them down. You know you've got to be patient, you've got to keep the tempo in the game, you've got to keep the passing nice and sharp and crisp. And I thought the players done that, you know, um, and we picked Livingston off at times and yeah, scored some really good goals. Should have had a, another one just before half time. Jaden's unlucky. It was a great ball in from Vinny around the back. Um, but yeah, I asked them to go out in the second half and be ruthless and be clinical and continue to be positive you know we want to try and entertain the fans here as much as we can and the, and the guys back home watching on red tv you know it would have been easier two or three nil to take our foot off the gas and just start passing the ball along the back and running down the clock but we weren't happy to do that you know we wanted to continue to be positive in the wide areas and be ruthless in front of goal and um, as you said you know we're delighted with five but it probably could have been seven or eight and it was a, a difficult first half hour, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, 11 v 11, there wasn't a great deal between the teams. And I said that in the um, in my pre-match press conference during the week, that 
I don't think Livingston get the credit they deserve sometimes. You know, um, people think that we should just roll up against Livingston and turn them over quite comfortably. We know that they're a tough nut to crack. Um, you know, Davy Martindale, I think, deserves a lot of credit for how he's transformed Livingston from a long ball team into one that's now trying to play out from the back. And they've got some good midfield players who are very comfortable on the ball. Um, so, yeah, it was quite end-to-end -end at times. But, um, you know, we managed it well. There wasn't... Uh, a great deal between the teams, 11 v 11, but of course, yeah, the red card has a, a serious impact on it and um, allows us to, to control the game then from there on, I suppose. Five goals uh, is delightful to watch, but a clean sheet will satisfy you as well. It's the clean sheet that pleases me the most, honestly. And, you know, I know the strikers and the guys at the top end of the pitch will get all the credit for the goals, but, you know, Kel Roos makes a brilliant save at 0-0. There was a foul in the build-up to it. Um, you know, it happens sometimes, the referees can't see it, uh, but there definitely was a block on Ramadani, I think, and uh, which allows Livingston to have the free header. Kel has to make a, a fantastic save, but um, you know the two centre-halves from me I thought were excellent as well. The, the big boy Nuble up front for Livingston is a real handful, you know, and I've watched him giving teams the runaround at times. Uh, I remember in the game just recently at Livingston against Rangers where he caused them no end of uh, a problem. So I think Scales and Stewart deserve a huge amount of credit um, for their overall performance, and yeah, clean sheets are huge because we will score goals. You can see that with the quality that not only we had in the starting eleven, but even the quality that we have coming off the bench. Morris, you know, young Ryan Duncan, delighted for him. Duke again, you know, he came on against St Johnston last weekend for half an hour, was brilliant. I thought he was outstanding again um, this afternoon, and he's desperate to try and get a starting slot at the moment. But he knows he needs to be patient because he knows the guy who's got the jersey just now is uh, is real quality, and um, you know, Mayovsky has been outstanding since he's came in. Sometimes it takes foreigners. A long time to settle in a different country and get used to a different culture but he has been sensational you know not just in the games in training as well he's been he's been incredible so um yeah it's a it's a great group to work with just now and you know that's easy to say when you're winning um you know and the confidence is up but you know they are a great group they're a very honest bunch and um they're desperate to do well and that's the thing that pleases me most Dingwall next in the Premiership but before that of course the the chance to get to a, a League Cup quarter final at Annan on Tuesday night yeah, we've got a bit of travelling to do in the next couple of games, so the boys will be uh, plenty of miles on the on the team bus by the end of next week. So um, yeah, it's uh, you know we're going to come in tomorrow and, and recover. It would be easy to to give the boys the day off and let them enjoy um, you know the, 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 the score today. But you know they are a very professional group. They want to come in. They want to recover properly. They want to get their massage and rehydrate properly. And so we'll be in in the morning um, for a recovery session, and then we'll travel down to to Annan on, um, on Monday evening and um, yeah it's going, to be a, it's going to be a tough tie there's no doubt about it of course we are huge favourites um, and you know people will expect us to, to win the game quite comfortably but you know I've been in the game too long to know that it doesn't work that way you know we're going down to quite a tight pitch AstroTurf as well which sometimes can be a bit of a leveller so we've got to be prepared for it mentally um, there's no doubt we are a better team on paper but we have to make sure that we approach the game in the right manner, which, of course, we will do. Good luck with that one, Jim, and well done today. Thanks very much, Rob. Top man. Ryan, well done. Your first goal for the top team. And did it come as a bit of a surprise that it was your goal? Yeah, big surprise, to be honest. I never really got the feeling because I thought it was um, an assist. I thought Matty touched it um, as the ball went in. Because um, i seen him running off. I thought, he must have touched it. And I was happy enough with the assist. And then all the boys told me after the game that it was my goal and nobody touched it. So, yeah, buzzing with that. Yeah, how special a moment is that for you? I mean, you're an Afford lad, and that's your first goal for the Aberdeen top team. 
Yeah, obviously it's a very special moment. I've dreamed about it since I was a little kid. Obviously, growing up an Aberdeen fan, I've always wanted to play and score for my team. So now it's just a dream come true to do it as well. Ahead of our match tonight against Annan Athletic in the Scottish League Cup, the manager previews the game. You know, we're not sitting here for one moment thinking that we're uh, we're this fantastic team all of a sudden. You know, we're not. We still have so much more improvement to do, and there's things within uh, every game that we need to do better. But uh, we've got a very honest group. We've got a great togetherness and a great team spirit within the whole squad now at the moment. Even the guys who aren't playing quite as often as what they would like are all, you know behaving in the right manner, uh, very supportive of the guys who are in the team. And um, there's just a brilliant culture, not just here at the training ground, but you know, up at Pataudry as well. You know, there's a lot of good people behind the scenes who help to, um, to make that happen. So we're in a good place. The fans are on board, which is what you need, which is what any football club needs, because they are the, the life and soul of every football club out there. And if they don't come and support the club, then things become very, very difficult. So, you know, we're in a, a really difficult time financially for everybody. And, um, you know, I, I said it before and I'll say it again, the, the support that they give us, particularly on the road when you've got that ex- travel expense, is not taken for granted. And um, we've got a busy week coming up, you know, a trip to Annan midweek when people are working uh, to then follow that up next weekend with a trip to Dingwall. is not easy for them, but as I said, we really, really appreciate it and we hope that we'll put on a performance on Tuesday that is... Uh, is, is warranted of their great support. In the SPFL on Saturday, Rangers moved to the top of the Premiership briefly on Saturday with a 4-0 win over Ross County at Ibrox. Simmerham beat Hibbs 1-0 in Paisley and Kilmarnock hit back to defeat Motherwell 2-1 at Rugby Park. Ash Taylor helping us there. Partick Thistle beat Wraith Rovers 2-1 at Firhill and sits second in the Championship behind leaders Air United who beat Dundee 3-1 on Friday night. Queen's Park defeated Cove Rangers 2-1 at Oakleview and are in third spot. Morton won 1-0 away to Inverness Cali Thistle and it was also 1-0 for Hamilton Ackies at home to Bottom Club Arbroath. Airdionians remain top of League One on goal difference after a 1-0 draw with second place Dunfermline Athletic at East End Park. Falkirk are third after a 3-1 home win over Queen of the South and Montrose saw off Kelty Hearts 3-0 at Lynx Park. Aloha Athletic thumped Peterhead 5-0 at the Indo Drill Stadium and FC Edinburgh beat Clyde 2-0 at Meadowbank Stadium. Dumbarton are five points clear at the top of League 2 following their 2-1 home win over Elgin City. Bonnie Rig Rose are second thanks to a 1-0 home victory against Stirling Albion. Stenhouse Muir beat Forfar Athletic 2-1 at Station Park and it finished 2-all between Albion Rovers and Annan Athletic in Coatbridge. It was also 2-all between Stranraer and East Fife at Stair Park. In the Premiership on Sunday in the early kick-off, Celtic returned to the top of the Premiership table after thrashing Dundee United 9-0 at Tanadice. In the later game, Hearts beat St Johnston 3-2 at Tynecastle. Lawrence Shanklin scored the winner from the penalty spot with nine minutes left. More Don's News straight after this. here to drive across Europe's last great wilderness. Mm. Never once dropping below the Arctic Circle. Get into trouble out here and we're a long way from anything. One of them has only got one leg. It's that day. 
Didn't you say you had to bring the best rally car? You've brought the wrong thing. I am older, and with age has come... Wait. Have you just stolen a bus shelter? Buffeting, buffeting. Businessman's car, my ass. Have we shrunk, or is everybody bigger than us here? I don't know. It is important you stop before this. There's a gravel trap to stop you. <laughs> oh my god, the lights aren't coming on. How long will it be before he says, right, I'll set fire to it? I've overdone it. Where, what are they doing? They're special forces. <laughs> You're a dick. Oh, shit. Hello, Finland. Oh, sudden. Other things you need to know. Norway is at war with Holland. Oh, God, yeah, watch out. Is it? James May is ready. I've got the deck chair out and a good book. Oh, my word. I am now fully Swedish. Scandi flick it in. We've slept in a museum exhibit. No, wait, they don't know no, they don't. that we've been in there all night. I haven't got any trousers on. The boys are finally back. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride through Scandinavia with Clarkson, Hammond and May as they take their favourite rally cars for a cold Grand Tour through Europe's last great wilderness. The Grand Tour presents a Scandi flick. It will be available on Prime Video from the 16th of September. Prior to our match against Glasgow City on Sunday, co-manager Gavin Beath looked ahead to the game. Gavin, a big game away at... Glasgow City at the weekend and it doesn't get any easier for the team of the fixtures coming up No it doesn't it's a, every game's tough especially when we're, we've not started the way we would like to so there's maybe a little bit more pressure on each of the games but I think when you go against Glasgow City the game almost kind of looks after itself same with any of the big teams you know exactly what you have to do and it's it's been organised it's been prepared to put the work in go and match it as much as you possibly can and, and try and stay in the game under no illusions how difficult it's going to be but yeah it's the start of a, a difficult run but like I say every single game is tough that you play in this league I guess a lot of uh, mentality comes into the game on Sunday as well doesn't it how they are, the players approach the game and going in with the belief that they can cause Glasgow problems I think that's what the message we've been trying to get across football is a game of mindset and that's yes we can We've not started off as great as we would have liked to have done, but there's been decent things within that, and that's what we've been emphasising all week, that let's take the positives from the games. Yes, we've not got the points, but there has been good things within that, so let's go with a real belief that we can go and work as hard as we possibly can, and if you do that, you'll get your you'll get your awards. Not to say you're going to win the game, because we know how challenging it is going to be, you need everything to go right to do that, but we need to go with that belief that we can go and achieve something instead of just going down feeling sorry for ourselves. So it's something we've been hammering home all week and hopefully we can go and see that come Sunday where we go and put in a real good fighting performance and we'll try our very best to make it competitive as we can and hopefully get something out of the game. And Aberdeen posted their best performance of the season as they went down 2-1 to Glasgow City at Peters Hill. Francesca Ogilvie equalised Claire Shinney's first half goal but City substitute Emily Whelan struck the winner in the second half. There was a late chance for the equaliser as Hutchison broke down the left. Her cross 
cross was deflected up in the air, which meant Chloe Gover couldn't get her header on goal as Gibson beat her to the ball. A superb all-round performance by Aberdeen, but the score went against them by two goals to one. The other fixtures in week three ended Spartans nil, Partick Thistle nil, Hamilton nil, Rangers five, Hearts three, Glasgow Women nil, Dundee United one, Hibs three, Motherwell nil, Celtic eight. 1996, 19-year-old barmaid was found strangled. Rosie Duff murder would have been all over the news. Uh, I was three, sir. You haven't got time to waste on this. No, I suppose it'll be 26 years soon, eh? The original investigation was negligent. This is your first murder case. Are you saying they put me on this because I'm a woman? We've all got something to lose. We were young. We were drunk. Second crime scene. Why didn't they investigate it? It's in the files. It's been there for 25 years. Help us find a murderer. You've wasted our time by lying. We underestimate horror of peril. New drama Karen Peary starts this September on ITV and ITV Hub. The AFC Youth Academy 2011s were competing in the MVC Top D Tournament Foundation phase. Manager Leah McGarry previewed the tournament held in the Netherlands, teeth first, at the weekend. There's 12 teams all together, so the majority of tournaments would have a regional squad. But the regional squad, whilst it doesn't fancy, uh, carry a fancy badge, it's the best players from the local area who are a year older. So you have the regional squad and then our group is then Borussia Dortmund, Manchester City, Feyenoord and AZ Alkmaar. So the tournament is made up of some of the best teams, uh, some of the best academies in Europe, some of the best academies in the world. So you can imagine it's a huge test for us, but um, that's exactly why we love to go. And after victories over AZ Alkmaar, MVC and Manchester City, the side moved into day two of the tournament on maximum points. The Young Downs qualified for the semi-finals with a game to spare. Following a draw against Borussia Dortmund, they faced Feyenoord in the final group, who also progressed to the final four of the tournament. We then played Ajax in the semi-finals, where we lost 1-0 and progressed to the third-place playoff, where we won against Chelsea. Feyenoord won the competition with Ajax in second place. An excellent work by the Young Downs there, amongst some of the Europe's finest. TV's Ryland caught up with Anthony Stewart to talk Aberdeen and becoming club captain. And how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. Nice you? to see you. How's pre-season going? It's been good, it's been good. Yeah? Any gossip? Not really, to be fair. I've just joined a month ago, so... Oh, let's just, just make something up. Come on. I'm just settling in. Listen, we've got so many questions coming from fans for you. At yep. uh, Debs underscore M27. I don't know if it's a motorway or she just couldn't get Debs on Instagram. Uh, she says, since joining Aberdeen, tell me something that sticks in your mind that you've been told about the current team, the history of the club, or just Aberdeen in general. I said history. History is massive. Yeah. Um, won two European trophies and not many clubs have done that. Uh, Jamie Kerr, uh, 2012, a golden year, may I just add. Spice Girls at the Olympics, Queen's Golden Jubilee, Ryland on X Factor. Um, how does it feel to have the responsibility to be selected as captain after only being here a month? I didn't know I was going to be captain before I got there, to be fair. When the gaffer brought it to me, I was, I was very honoured because being a captain for a new team as well. There's yeah. a, a lot of pressure, but that's what I'm about. Yeah, listen, you in the stride, off the shoulder. That's what I'm about. That's what he's, that's what he's You're cool, aren't you? <laughs> You're cool. No, I'm not too bad. I'm oh, too honestly, bad. I'm getting chilly out here. <laughs> 
Okay, let's catch up with some news now then. And global completion specialist Tendeka has signed an enhanced one-year agreement to become an official partner of Aberdeen Football Club, significantly increasing its investment in the club. Aberdeen headquarter Tendeka agreed a deal in 2021 to become an official supporter of AFC Women, with their branding featuring on the back of the AFC Women's home and away shirts during the 2021-22 season. As part of this new deal, and following a commercial rebrand, the Tendeka logo will now feature prominently on the sleeve of the men's playing shirts for this season. Tendeka will also become the main sponsor of AFC Community Trask Girls League and will play a pivotal role in delivering an inclusive football-led Fair Play for All event at Cormac Park this season. Dougie Bell and Russell Anderson are going to be named in the AFC Hall of Fame this November. Signed on a free from St Mirren in 1979, Dougie went on to become a vital part of the Aberdeen success in Europe. Throughout the early 80s, his direct running and natural ability were well suited on the European stage. Over the course of a six-year spell at Petaudry, Bell made 185 appearances, scoring 14 goals and picking up plenty of silverware along the way, winning three league titles and two Scottish Caps, in addition to playing his part in the European Cup Winners' Cup and Super Cup successes in 1983. Born in Aberdeen, Russell Anderson fulfilled the dreams of all Don supporters by going on to play for the side he supported, making his debut in 1997 before going on to make 407 appearances over two spells at Petaudry, scoring 21 goals. Despite receiving a long-term injury in 2000, which ruled him out of the Scottish Cup final that year, Anderson quickly re-established himself as the heart of the Aberdeen defence and was named captain under Steve Patterson before earning a testimonial in 2006. His form in the early 2000s led to international recognition, earning 11 caps for Scotland, and ultimately led to a move to English Premier League side Sunderland for a club record sale of £1 million in the summer of 2007. After four years south of the border, Russell returned to Petaudry under Craig Brown and would go on to play a key role as Derek McInnes re-established the Dons as one of the leading sides in the country. Fittingly, before his retirement at the end of the 2014-15 season, Anderson captained his boyhood club to silverware as Aberdeen won the 2014 League Cup. Our 2022-23 mini home kits are now available to purchase online. The club are currently hoping to release the mini away kits in September as they have faced delays due to supply challenges because of the global pandemic. Currently, the youth home shirts in sizes 12 and 14 years, away shorts for 14 years and away socks for sizes 12 and a half to 13 are all sold out and these will be restocked in September. Youth away shorts will be restocked in October and the youth goalkeeper kit will be available in November. And if you missed it, Graham Spears was in conversation with Dave Cormack on his Patreon podcast, where they discussed the summer overhaul. Jim Goodwin, Calvin Ramsey, Majofsky, Eddie Turnbull, Davy Robbs, Stephen X and Olivia Newton-John, Derek McInnes' return to Petaudry in October, and the new stadium. The Press Box podcast is available for £1.99 per month. Just go to patreon.com forward slash pressbox to purchase. This week, the Scottish Football Supporters Association will be releasing a survey that looks to question fans on how the recent increases in the cost of living has affected their abilities to attend football matches and if the clubs and governing bodies are doing enough to support fans through the crisis. The survey will touch on many aspects of the research topic, including concerns that have been raised by fans, away game ticket prices, travel costs to and from stadiums and general prices within stadiums. They have recently shown their support for the 20 is Plenty campaign that is aiming to cap away fan ticket prices at £20 and hope this research will add further evidence to their arguments that fans need to be supported and protected to keep football afloat during the current crisis.
Cute pictures, cute music, change the music. That's the one. Okay, Paramount Plus, I want to stream something epic. Fantastical, I want to see stars. Nice, but I meant film stars. There we go. Now, how about an action montage? Give me a kick, a hit, and a smash with an explosion. A bit more. How about a classic? Oh, a future classic. Humanity's best weapon. Find the halo. Win the war. And the making of a classic. You want to make the Godfather? Believe me, you don't want this kind of trouble. This is really scary. Well, then give me something for the kids. I love this kid! The grown-up kids. I'm bad. And the ones who still act like kids. <laughs> what? I want brand new. How do you really feel about being first lady? Give me intriguing. I'm talking to someone from another planet. So am I. Now, give me a killer line. Hello, Sydney. Not a killer's line, a killer line. This has only ever been about the two of us. Anything else you want to show me? Uh, it's not, Web. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Hit me with everything you've got. History. I plan to. The city has been taken out of this world. This is when the fun starts. Now, all we need is one big tagline to wrap this up. A mountain of entertainment. There it is. Love it. Paramount Plus, a brand new streaming service. You couldn't ask for anything more. Made the long trek to Galabank to play Arnon Athletic in the Scottish League Cap kickoff was at 7:45 p.m. The other fixtures tonight are Dundee versus Falkirk, Partick Thistle versus Arbroath, and Rangers versus Queen of the South. And tomorrow night in the Cap, it's Hearts versus Kilmarnock, Livingston versus Dundee United, Motherwell versus Inverness, Cali Thistle, and Ross County versus Celtic. On Saturday, we're back in action in the Premiership away to Ross County for the 3pm kickoff in Dingwall. Live coverage is always on Red TV International from 2.45pm and audio only in the UK and Ireland. The other fixtures on Saturday see an early kickoff at 12.30pm between Celtic and Rangers. Then at 3, it's Hibs versus Kilmarnock. Livingston are at home to Hearts. Dundee United are away to Motherwell. And St Johnston are at home to St Mirren. Our home match the following week against Rangers at Pataudry on Saturday the 10th of September has been moved to a midday kickoff for live Sky Sports coverage. And our match with Hearts at Pataudry, originally scheduled for Saturday the 15th of October, will now be played on Sunday the 16th. Kickoff is still at 3pm. And if you haven't given it a go yet, head on over to watch Ali Beg's ABTV, youtube.com forward slash Ali Beg ABTV, where you'll get pre and post-match reaction and exclusive interviews this week. There's lots on there about the Livingston match, including some reaction from Inverness Reds' own Gavin Box. And if you're wanting to keep up to date with all the latest Dons news throughout the week, head on over to our socials or go to invernessreds.co.uk. And that is your podcast for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Good podcast. Thanks to you for listening. And thanks to the guys at Red TV as always. I'll see you back here next Tuesday with all the latest. Stand free. That's all for this week. More Aberdeen news next Tuesday evening from 8.